Well, good morning. It is May 29th, 2023. May, Monday, May 29th, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slavi. Slava. <clears throat> today, today, I begin my fourth year doing this podcast. Fourth year doing this podcast. Isn't that something? I probably should have started last week for my fourth year. I mean, you, you know, the... To start on a Monday, I was to either to pick the last Monday or this Monday. I went with I went with this Monday. Probably should have been last Monday, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, happy Memorial Day! It's an early Memorial Day this year. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. Have I told you that? I really do. Even on holidays, I am here. Uh, if you can, uh, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyroclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. <clears throat> now for uh, Memorial Day, uh, I'd like to recognize my cousin who was in Vietnam. My cousin, um, I, I have, uh, 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 I'm, I'm half Hispanic. And when I say half Hispanic, I mean uh, parts of my family are so dark that they're confused with African-Americans. If you know in Vietnam, uh, those who are, were dark were sent to the front lines. The darker the skin, the closer to the front lines you were sent. That's how it usually was during Vietnam. My cousin was on the front lines. I won't say his name. Um, he got back. Uh, uh, he, he was in the vicinity of a grenade that exploded. He got back. Uh, uh, he had a brain injury. And a few years later, uh, he uh, uh, took his own life. Um, uh, we'll get to uh, VA coverage uh, uh, in a minute, uh, just briefly, because it has it has something to do with the uh, the uh, the deal between Biden and McCarthy. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to uh, mention him because that was a rough time for the entire family, uh, knowing that he went through that. Anyway. Uh, let's get started. Let's start with uh, the uh, war in Ukraine. <clears throat> According to uh, Swedish media reports, Sweden's foreign minister, Tobias Bilstrom, says he will discuss his country's NATO membership with Turkish foreign minister Mevlut Cavusoglu at the military alliance meeting in Oslo. Uh, Bilstrom said he had contacted Cavusoglu to congratulate President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like a Lord of the Rings uh, villain, on his re-election over the weekend. He told Swedish national broadcaster SVT, he responded very quickly and confirmed that we could make contact and discuss the NATO question. <clears throat> Let me get a little bit of coffee here. I don't know, my, my throat just, just ain't got it right now. So the war crimes continue. At 12.15 a.m., 
a message uh, that would be on Monday. A message on the radio network used by Russian invasion forces near Anarhodar received a message saying that chemical weapons may be released from copters. At 12.44 a.m., another message was heard about the possible discharge of chemical elements from a UAV. Ukrainian intelligence emphasized that Ukraine does not employ chemical weapons and uses only conventional means. According to HUR, uh, the aggressor state is preparing large-scale provocations uh, in, uh, to create a center of radiation danger in order to accuse re- Ukraine. The intelligence warned, the real victims of the enemy provocation will be soldiers of the Russian occupation army. The aggressor state plans to use traces of chemical weapons on their bodies as fake evidence to accuse Ukraine. The day before, Ukraine's defense intelligence warned that the Russian military could organize a large-scale provocation at the ZNPP, uh, the uh, the, uh, Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, uh, and announce a leak of radioactive substances and then blame Ukraine for their actions. Which would be easily investigated, by the way. Moving on. Uh, Ukraine's general prosecutor office says 483 children have died in Ukraine and more than 986 children have been injured due to Russia's invasion of the country. The prosecutor's office said in a message on Telegram, From the total number of 1,469 dead and wounded, 462 casualties were reported in Donetsk, Oblast, 278 in Kharkiv, 128 in Kiev, uh, 102 in Kherson, all Oblasts, 91 in Zaporizhia, uh, 89 in Mykolaiv, 72 in Dnipropetrovsk, 70 in Chernihiv, and 67 in the Luhansk Oblast. Uh, the uh, general prosecutor's office added that these numbers are not final and investigations are continuing, uh, especially in places of hostilities in temporary, uh, temporarily occupied and liberated territories. And, and there still uh, needs a lot of investigation in the other territories that are still being held by Russia, of course. According to U.S.-based think tank Institute for the Study of War, uh, Russian paramilitary group Wagner chief Yevgeny Prigozhin appears to have again indirectly undermined Russian President Putin, uh, his authority and regime. Uh, This comes after Prigozhin told a journalist he is convinced that senior Kremlin officials have banned reporting about him in state media. He then spoke about an unnamed official and said... If you are starting a war, please have character. Will and only then you will be able to achieve something. Uh, Which sounds like comments directly aimed at Putin, at least to me. And and to the uh, Institute for the Study of War. Uh, Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Leptog Lavrov, says that if Moscow demands, Moscow's demands are not fully fulfilled, In the UN-brokered Black Sea grain deal, the deal will no longer remain operational. I'm sure it's more to do with ensuring their cargo. I have no idea, but we shall see. Uh, The local administration said today in a rare admission of military targets being struck, Russian overnight strikes 
hit a military facility in the region of Melnitsky in western Ukraine. Uh, the city is about 150 miles west-southwest of uh, Kiev. A uh, regional governor said at the moment work is continuing to contain fires and storage facilities for fuel and lubricants and munitions. Uh, Kiev says its forces shot down all missiles launched by Russia in a fresh wave of daytime attacks, which rocketed, uh, rocked central districts of the Ukrainian capital city. That is around the capital city. Of course, debris still falls. Uh, Kiev's mayor, Vitaly uh, Klitschko, says that at least one person has been hospitalized due to the daytime attacks in Kiev. Ukraine's Air Force says it shot down 29 of 35 Russia launched drones and 37 out of 40 cruise missiles overnight. Ukraine's Air Force says Russia fired uh, ballistic missiles at Kyiv in the latest wave of daytime attacks on Ukrainian uh, on the Ukrainian capital. Air Force spokesman Yuri in, uh, uh, Inot told <clears throat> um, Ukrainian TV, the enemy used missiles of ballistic trajectory, preliminary Iskanders, those are the types of missiles. Uh, there is a possibility that S-300 and S-400 missiles were also used. According to the region's governor, Sergei Lysak, Russian shelling in the Ukrainian city of Dnipro has killed at least one person and injured nine people. Uh, in a telegram statement, Lysak said shelling in Dnipro's uh, Sinolnikov district led to the death of one woman as well as the injury uh, of an 11-year-old child and eight other people. According to the region's governor, Ole Senohubov, Russia's shell shelling targeted two villages in the Kupiansk district of the Kharkiv Oblast, injuring seven people. He said in a telegram, uh, a message on Telegram, three elderly women, ages 73, 85, and 90, were injured. In addition, a pregnant woman, a 14-year-old teenager, and a 10-year-old child were also injured. According to a report by Ukraine's Prosecutor General's Office, Russian shelling in Ukraine's city of Turetsk in Donetsk Oblast killed one person and injured nine people. In a statement on Telegram, the office said that one of the bombs, uh, assessed uh, likely to be a Fab 250 model, hit a local uh, patrol station, uh, petrol station and killed a 28-year-old employee and also injured eight more people. The prosecutor's general's office also added that a second bomb hit a local administrative building in the region and injured one more person. A Ukrainian defense minister, Alexei Reznikov, said that of all the long-range cruise missiles, Storm, uh, Storm Shadow, launched by the Ukrainian military to date, have hit their targets. Reznikov said on Ukrainian television on May 28th, all 100% have hit the target. Please forgive the redundancy of saying all and 100% in the same <laughs> sentence. I'm sure it's accepted in other, uh, that type of redundancy is accepted in the language of other countries. Uh, the air-launched uh, Storm Shadow missiles, jointly developed by Great Britain and France and capable of hitting targets at a distance of more than 250 kilometers, which is like 160 miles, something, 150, 160 miles, were delivered to Ukraine on May 12th uh, from the UK. Uh, governor of Russia's uh, Belgorod, 
uh, region. Uh, Vyacheslav Gladkov says that Ukrainian troops have shelled several frontier settlements in the region. He said in a, a statement on Telegram, two industrial enterprises were attacked in Shebekino, uh, adding that as a result of the shelling, a production building with paint and varnish liquids caught fire. He said there are four victims, men, employees of the enterprise who are in the central district hospital due to burns of their respiratory tract and carbon monoxide poisoning. One is in intensive care in a serious condition. Three are in a state of moderate severity. All necessary medical assistance is provided. The governor also said Ukrainian shelling in the village of Nova Tavolshanka of the Belgorod region led to damage, damaging a power line. Yeah, now that I have your attention, let's move on and try to fix the rest of the world. And let's start in uh, Turkey. Yay! Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let's start in Belarus. Well, actually, I guess we're technically we're starting in Russia again. Hmm. Uh, this is seriously insane and may mean we need to get more involved in the war in Ukraine. Uh, these are really bad threats. Uh, it shows that the Belarusian government needs to be taken out by any means. If we need to. We'll get to that in a second. Belarus president. Alexander Lukashenko has claimed that nations who are willing to join the Union State of Russia and Belarus will be given nuclear weapons. During an interview, Lukashenko said, no one minds Kazakhstan and other countries having the same close relations that we have with the Russian Federation. It's very simple. Join the Union State of Belarus and Russia. That's all. There will be nuclear weapons for everyone. You get a nuclear weapon. You get a nuclear weapon. All of you get nuclear weapons. Please forgive me, Oprah, for using one of your lines. Uh, there may be good news for opposition leaders. Uh, following a closed-door meeting with Putin, Lukashenko was swiftly transported to a Moscow hospital in critical condition. Uh, Lukashenko addressed the public on the 23rd about his ailments. He said, adenovirus or whatever it was. Adenovirus, it's like, it, it's a common virus that causes a lot of maladies like, like a cold or, or uh, pink eye. It, it's, it's, you know. Anyway, he said, adenovirus or whatever it was. Adenovirus, it's nothing. But since I didn't have the opportunity to receive treatment, all of it accumulated. So I'm not planning to die, guys. You'll be tormenting yourselves with me for a very long time. At least he knows he torments his people. <clears throat> now, on to Turkey. Yay. Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the Turkish leader who never loses elections and sounds like a Lord of the Rings villain and may be a Lord of the Rings villain, at least a villain in his country, uh, has won the runoff of Turkey's presidential poll against his opponent, uh, Kemal Kilidaroglu. Uh, 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 tough name to say. I, I sort, I, I'm sort of glad Erdogan, Erdogan uh, won because I didn't want to deal with learning how to say Kilidaroglu. Uh, Erdogan has been at Turkey's helm since 2003, first as a prime minister and then since 2014 as president. His latest win gives him another five-year presidential term in the face of prolonged economic turmoil. 
a disastrous response to a devastating earthquake, and a newly unified opposition, Erdogan came out ahead in the preliminary round of voting. Then, having secured a new majority for his ruling coalition in parliament and mercilessly attacking Kilderoglu, uh, Erdogan cruised to victory. Uh, I think you can now call him an autocrat, much like Viktor Orban and Putin. Uh, just as Putin has done in Russia, Erdogan was able to set the perimeters uh, of the election long before any votes were cast. During the campaign season, he arrested key opposition leaders and civil society activists, demonizing uh, opposition parties as Western sympathizers, coup plotters, and terrorist allies, and played the homophobic card, of course, much like uh, um, uh, um, uh, Orban always does, and Putin always does. Uh, he said, the opposition are all LGBTQ. He said, called everybody, uh, I, I guess he called everybody uh, non-binary? I, I don't know. Erdogan said at one point, sounding very much like the Russian president, uh, that's what he said, the oppositions are all LB, LGBTQ. Uh, Erdogan also sidelined the one figure who might have been able to beat him, Istanbul Mayor Ekrem Imamoglu, which is much easier to say, who was charged with insulting election officials and faces a court case that threatens to ban him from politics. If you can't get rid of, if you can't beat your opponent, throw him in jail. Uh, Erdogan uh, wielded his near total uh, control uh, uh, of the Turkish media to change the focus of the election itself, effectively banning any discussion of critical issues such as the earthquake, the economy, and government corruption. In essence, like Putin, Erdogan was able to use his advantages as the incumbent, his control over information, and his ability to associate himself with national imperial greatness to such an extent that ordinary electoral consideration didn't matter. He got re-elected. Again! This uh, for five years. Again. Uh, moving on. So apparently, Biden... Caved like a cheap hooker. Uh, no offense to hookers. You work your asses off, and I respect you. Uh, it's not as bad as it could be, but it's pretty bad. This is a tentative debt ceiling agreement. Both the House and Senate have to approve it. More about this deal and what's hidden in it should be out today. Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, actually, hey, Republicans were given this Sunday morning. Democrats weren't given it until Monday. Why? Why would you would you do that? Uh, anyway, whether or not changes can be made is yet to be seen. It's a slasher film where the victims are the poor, as far as I can see. As it stands, Republicans will slash nutrition aid, rental assistance, education programs, and more. It will make it easier for the wealthy to avoid taxes. The IRS funding to crack down on wealthy tax cheats who cause your taxes to go up, slashed. Not completely slashed, but much of it, a lot of it slashed. Even after it was reported on the price gouging of the military-industrial complex, the Pentagon budget 
won't be touched. VA benefits will not be cut, but that means it's the same as a cut because there are no adjustments for inflation, except for, I think, 1% or something, which inflation is much higher than that. Uh, and, and, and this is when we're seeing the highest inflation in years, right? The deal would hold spending flat for 2024 and increase it by 1% for 2025, not keeping pace with inflation. It would impose new work requirements on some recipients of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP benefits, which is food stamps, and uh, temporary assistance for needy families, TANF. Uh, the deal would uh, <clears throat> impose work requirements on adult SNAP recipients uh, with dependents, uh, without dependents by five years, up to the age of 54, increasing the current age limit of 49. So if you just turned 50 and were planning on getting full SNAP benefits, you got to wait another five years. Um, policy. Or, I mean, if you just turned 49, you have to wait another five years. Uh, policy analysts and anti-hunger activists have long said snap time limits and work requirements are immoral and ineffective at boosting employment. And I should say that is quite true. Instead, it just makes people poorer and hungrier. At a time when we are expecting record numbers of people becoming homeless due to the pandemic-related losses, this deal could lead to tens of thousands of families losing rental assistance on top of their food stamps. Everything about this hurts the poor. Yet, the 2017 Trump tax cuts which 83% of the savings benefit the rich at the expense of the poor, they stay. The Republicans are refusing to pay for things by not raising taxes on the rich. Hidden in the agreement is what appears to be a block on some taxes proposed by the Biden administration, including the Digital Assets Mining Energy DAME, D-A-M-E, uh, excise tax. If passed, it would have imposed a 30% tax on cryptocurrency mining firms, a move that the administration argued was required to limit the environmental and societal damage caused by crypto mining operations. I, you know what? Republicans are pro-crypto. I will say that. In exchange for the spending cuts and work requirements, Republican leaders have agreed to lift the debt ceiling in, until uh, January 1st, 2025. Uh, this is important because they can't hold the American people hostage again until after the 2024 election. But that would not allow the new Congress much time to fix things. In fact, it would be left up to the old Congress, the lame duck Congress, to do it. Uh, Pramila Jayapal, uh, you know, Democrat from Washington, head of the uh, uh, the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, the CPC. When asked whether the White House and Democratic leaders still have to worry about whether the CPC, which has 101 members, they are gaining in membership uh, in the House, if they will support the final agreement. Jayapal responded, yes, they have to worry if I were in Congress, I would be hard-pressed to vote for this piece of crap without the rolling back of tax cuts for the rich, the Trump tax cuts. Uh, J. Paul said Sunday, 
that SNAP work requirements are absolutely, absolutely terrible policy, adding that we have seen reams of data that show that when you put these work requirements in, they're really just administrative red tape that prevent the people who need help from, uh, uh, from getting help. Uh, technically, uh, you know, and I'm going to call it this. Technically, it's an ADA violation because Republicans know the ADHD portion of the populace will not be able to fill out the paperwork. And that's a large portion of the populace, especially the poor people with ADHD. Uh, Anyway, moving on. The Texas House of Representatives has voted to impeach Attorney General Ken Paxton. He is immediately out of office. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, They faulted the third-term Republican for a pattern of corruption, including abusing his office powers, retaliating uh, against whistleblowers, and obstructing justice. Under state law, Paxton is now temporarily suspended from his duties as attorney general and will await a Senate trial. The vote was 121 to 23, with two members voting present. GOP representative... Andrew Murr, chair of the General Investigating Committee, during his closing statement, following hours of debate, said, The evidence is substantial. It is alarming and unnerving. Uh, the, uh, anyway, the committee recommended 20 counts of impeachment against Paxton. Republican Governor Greg Abbott can appoint a provisional replacement while Paxton is temporarily suspended. Paxton would be reinstated if he is acquitted at the Senate trial, which I probably don't expect. However, we'll get to that also. The impeachment vote had its origins in an investigation launched in March by the General Investigating Committee of the Texas House after Paxton had asked the legislature to approve $3.3 million in government funds to settle a lawsuit with four whistleblowers who were fired from his office. During the debate Saturday, Representative Charles Guerin, who is Republican, claimed Paxson had threatened fellow House members. He said on the floor, I would like to point out that several members of this House, while on the floor of, uh, uh, of this House doing the state's business, received telephone calls from General Paxton personally threatening them with political consequences in their next election. For Paxton to be removed from office, two-thirds of the Texas Senate members who are president will have to vote to convict him. Uh, His wife, Angela Paxton, is a state senator representing a Dallas-area district. I would say that she should not be allowed on the floor at all since the vote requires two-thirds of the Texas Senate members, quote, who are present. End quote. If she stays on the House floor during the vote, that's one extra vote they have to get. She should be removed from the House floor. Even if she doesn't vote, it's like it's an it's a vote. And if she did vote, that would be two votes. Right? You understand how that works? It's not yet clear when the Senate, uh, uh, where, where Republicans have a 19 to 12 majority over Democrats, uh, will conduct the trial. While only the governor can call a... Uh, because they're they're almost out of... Uh, uh, I think they're done on Friday. Uh, while only the governor can call a special session 
once the legislature is out of uh, the biennial regular season, the Texas Constitution states that impeachment is the one issue for which the state house and Senate lawmakers can bring themselves into session without the governor's uh, uh, say. So we shall see what they do. Moving on. Uh, there is now an arrest warrant for Senator Lindsey Graham. Now, before you start cheering for the corrupt senator's impending trial, sorry, it has not happened here. <laughs> Russia issued the, the uh, warrant. Today, Russia's Interior Ministry issued an arrest warrant for U.S. Senator uh, Lindsey Graham, Graham following his comments related to fighting in Ukraine. In an edited video of his meeting on Friday with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky uh, that was released by Zelensky's office, Graham, a, a, a Republican, you know this, from South Carolina, noted that the Russians are dying and described the U.S. military assistance to the country as the best money we've ever spent. I, which, you know, I can't stand that piece of crap, Lindsey Graham. But that made me laugh out loud this morning. Best money we ever spent. Russians are dying. <laughs> uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov commented yesterday by saying that, uh, he said, it's hard to imagine a greater shame for the country than having such senators. Well, Pesky Peskov, you'd be wrong there. The U.S. is ashamed of plenty of politicians. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Number one is Donald Trump, who, by the way, Russia wants to be our next president. Uh, the investigative uh, committee, uh, the country's top criminal investigation agency, has moved to open a criminal inquiry against Graham and the Interior Ministry, followed up by issuing a warrant for his arrest. Man, I guess he won't be summering in Russia this year. Moving on. Uh, or Belarus, or Kazakhstan, or you know, a couple of other stands. Uh, so, hey, you know what? If I were you, I would take that Tesla stock and buy some Ford stock. Ford just made a deal so they can issue, uh, they can use Tesla the Tesla's charging network. I think it starts next year. Uh, this is a bad deal for Tesla because one of the main reasons Tesla was selling better than Ford was because of their charging network. Otherwise, there were plenty of other cars to buy. Now Ford will steal sales from Tesla and get more people to buy their electric vehicles in the first place with their increasing increased charging network. I mean, there's, there's two new reasons there. This will also make it more difficult for Tesla drivers to find available charging stations with Ford taking over the area. Anyway, 32 minutes, not so bad. That's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, May 29th, 2023. Monday, May 29th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. Thank you.